0: Hi, and welcome to the Jack and Ian show. Uh, Today on the show, we're going to get to a lot of stuff, a lot of sports that have happened since we last spoke. Um, You know, the NFL, uh, now in full swing. You know, we're in kind of mid-season here. Same with college football. What we're not in the middle of is baseball and basketball, though. We'll get to those as well, as long as some So You Think You Think You Know about soccer Um, With that said, I think we started off how we always have, and uh, let's go
1: and talk about some NFL. Let's do it, Jack. All right, so starting off, as always, with our Players of the Week, Um, this might come to a surprise for some people, but Damian Harris, honestly, in my opinion, has been one of the most underrated running backs in the league so far this year with the New England Patriots, and this weekend he had a fantastic game. He had 14 carries, 106 yards, and two total touchdowns, and so... I mean, he, he's been fantastic for them. Um, his stock is growing, not only in fantasy, but also as a player in the NFL. And he's he's just becoming a whole new running back with the Patriots.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, th- this last weekend specifically, he had an absolutely monster game yep. against the Jets, which, I mean, just talking about that matchup, that's <laughs> one that we talked about last week, how Aaron Rodgers owned Chicago. Yeah. Those... Those Patriots really own the jets. yeah, um, you know it's it's bad. It's depressing to be a Jets fan to say the least, especially yeah. when it comes to that interdivisional rivalry. Yeah. I mean, poor Jets, I mean that's really all you have to say about it. I mean, Jones had a great game, but I mean, this last weekend just proved yet again how the New England Patriots just have dominated. Um, you know that series for yeah. forever.
1: Yeah, totally. And I mean, you know, just just by looking at the scoreboard, I mean the Patriots scored 54 points um, compared to the Jets 13. So it was it was an absolute blowout. And yeah. I, I I do want to mention just Damian Harris's season stats so far. So he has a total of 437 rushing yards and five touchdowns, which actually comes out to average 4.6 yards a carry, which is actually one tenth above Derrick Henry who is at 4.5 yards a carry.
0: I mean, that that's, that's an impressive amount of yeah. uh, yards per carry. Obviously, he's not getting as many touches yeah, yeah. as a person like Derrick Henry. Yeah. But, I mean, that's still a good path to be a horn. He's Definitely. not keeping too bad of company there, yeah. to say the least. Exactly. Uh, and then, I mean, he got to participate in an absolute bloodbath that was New England, New York this last weekend. Yeah. Uh, what's the other player of the week we got for us this week?
1: The other player is going to be Cooper Cup for the L.A. Rams. And, again... Th- this is one of those guys that has just been on fire this year. Um, some of you guys might have seen it on NFL's Instagram um, page, but he is projected to break all sorts of records as a wide receiver, whether that's receiving yards, touchdowns in a season, you know, um, whatnot. Honestly, but uh, yeah, Cooper Cup is on our radar for sure. He's our second player of the week. He had ten receptions, 156 yards, and two touchdowns in the Rams' 28 to 19 win over the sad. And poor Detroit Lions.
0: Yeah, we uh, the two players of the week this week playing against some very sad
1: people. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. You know, Cooper Cup's been awesome. Mm-hmm. He killed me in fantasy this last week. Let me yeah. look up and see how many <laughs> he actually had. I am positive. I mean, it was more than 30.
1: Oh, has to be. I can tell you that he's much. He's averaging I mean, 28 points uh, a game, I think, right now, at least in my fantasy league. So. Yeah, no, He he's been absolutely
0: ridiculous. Um, for the Rams, now, I mean, we talked about it before with Matt Stafford, now there are yeah. um, you know, replacing Jared Goff. Uh, Jared Goff, not, not a great week for him. Yeah. Not the best. Definitely but, not. Um, playing against his former team, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, big week for the Rams, big week for the Patriots, Cooper yeah. Cup. Let's see how many he had. By the way, I have to grief something also <sighs> in a second. Kubrick had 37.6 points against me. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, he had 10 receptions, two advance. touchdowns, 156 yards. All right, so this is the situation I ran into uh on Sunday night. So the Sunday night football game was the Indianapolis Colts and the uh San Francisco 49ers. Um that game was depressing. Yeah. Um anyway, back to the story. I was down in fantasy by um, by about four. Okay. So the, the score, my other teammate was done. He had no, mm-hmm. no other players playing. He had 100 points, basically even. Mm-hmm. I had 96 point whatever. So True. I needed four points. If I get four points, I win. Yeah. I have one player left playing in the game. Now, this is a player I drafted, I think, uh, let's see. I drafted him high.
1: Who is he?
0: I drafted him 57th. Uh... I'll let you guess. Uh, This is a terrible player, and I on on which team? I needed four points. He didn't get me four points, but I was willing to draft him high. Who's someone that is possible that I drafted high? uh, That has been awful. He's averaged so few. He averages uh, four points on the season, and I drafted him fifty-seven. Is he a running back? No. What? Wide receiver. God, who is it? I, I, I have no idea, honestly. Uh, wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers, Brandon Ayuk. Uh,
1: oh, I drafted him too, and then I just dropped him recently.
0: Yeah, that was a like smart move. Um, I had to play him this week, though, because CeeDee Lamb, bye week, and then some injuries to other players. And so it was like I had to play him. Yeah. I'm down four. I need four points. That's two catches for 10 yards. It's not much yeah. That's nothing. I could do that. If you gave me every snap of of an NFL game, I believe I could get open twice and catch it. He couldn't do that. Um, He got, in fact, 1.9 points. Oh, God.
1: Um, He had one reception for six yards and one carry for three. Yeah. I mean, honestly, with that weather, there's just no way they're going to pass it. But, but yeah, no, I, I get that, but... Even then, he had to do nothing. Yeah, he couldn't do that. I have grie-
0: I have major issues with Brandon this morning.
1: Yeah, so so aside from Jack's um, grievances towards uh, Brandon Ayuk, um, Cooper Cup again is just going off this year um, in terms of his season stats. He's got a hundred, sorry, eight hundred and nine receiving yards and nine touchdowns, and he actually has fourteen catches for twenty more, twenty yards or more, and four catches for 40 yards or more and so i mean those stats just right there are pretty spectacular um anyways the rams are now six and one they're second in the nfc west behind the 7-0 and cardinals and uh yeah the rams will just try to keep it going next week
0: yeah we've had some interesting uh i guess standings thus far uh you know the um Arizona Cardinals obviously being yeah. the one remaining undefeated team within the NFL. Yeah, shout out to them. I mean, they've had a fantastic season. I mean, Kyler Murray has just been awesome. Oh, he's I mean, been insane. He's uh, he's played so so good. Yeah. He got rocked Sunday. Did you he see did. that? I saw that. Yeah. Holy yeah. cow! I mean, he got. Killed. Yeah. Then, no, no, I don't. The two yeah. plans, Just immediately. <laughs> and it was like, this dude, like, if you've ever seen The Water Boy, it looks yeah. like a hit that like Bobby Boucher. Yeah, would Bobby make. Boucher, like, man. He
1: rocked Kyle. Who was it that hit him? Do you remember? I don't remember. I don't remember. I, I, I just saw it on, on a video My afterwards. Goodness. But, yeah. He got killed. Yeah. I mean, I'm I props to him for popping right back up
0: from that because that yeah. was a massive hit. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah, I mean, they've had a fantastic season, though. Uh, extremely fun team. I mean, they've got yeah.
1: weapons all over the field. They've got a good defense to go along yeah. with it. I mean... They've added Zach Ertz, you know, so... Yeah, I mean, yeah. he caught a touchdown, but... Yeah, I mean, right, right now the Cardinals are on fire. I don't see anyone really stopping them right now. Um, no. But moving on to our game of the week... There were two hot teams playing against each other, yeah.
0: And one proved to be much better yeah. and now
1: they're uh they're number 1 too. Yeah. Cincinnati Bengals beat the Baltimore Ravens 41 to 17 this weekend. Um Joe Burrow, thank gosh he went off. I had him in my fantasy team. Um he had a fa- he, he had a fantastic day passing. 23 for 38, 416 yards and three touchdowns. He did have one mm-hmm. pick um during the game, but honestly, he he played outstanding. The Bengals running game was probably. Um, sorry, the, the, the Bengals running game wasn't the best um, this week as it has been in the past, but Mixon and Samaji Pirine both got in for touchdowns, and they both had over 50 yards rushing. And then we got to talk about Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, eight receptions. He was the story of this game. 201 yards and a touchdown. I mean, th- this guy is just absolutely insane. Definitely going to be um, um, rookie of the year.
0: Yeah, that that connection still exists from LSU yeah. with both of them. I mean, did you see though that one? I think it was. How long was that one? The slant. Yeah. It was an
1: eighty-two yard quick slant for a touchdown. Yeah, I mean it, it was terrible it defending. Let's it, just be honest. But.
0: but it wasn't even that. It was that he was guarded by three dudes. Yeah, that
1: spin move was nasty, and, and he stumbled away from that too, and he still got all that oh separation my gosh. To,
0: to to run it in. That but. spin move was filthy. Yeah. though. I mean just to. He made them look foolish. Yeah. I mean, my goodness. I mean, Jamar Chase, chill. I mean, what what were the stats he had? I think you read it out. Yeah. Eight receptions,
1: two hundred and one yards and a touchdown. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, dominant. He's been awesome. Joe
0: Burrow's been awesome. I mean, the fact that the Bengals have been good. And the Cardinals have been good is insane considering yeah. where those franchises were just a few years ago. No,
1: totally. I mean the Bengals rebuild probably in completely through. I mean their offensive mm-hmm. line's still not good. Yeah, yeah, but 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 now they've at least got two, three, four guys that they can actually build around. Well, you've right? got Mixon, mm-hmm. you've got guys
0: like that. You've got Joe Burrow,
1: obviously. Yeah. Now you got
0: Jamar Chase who's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. So I mean you've got some good guys to build around. Your defense is solid enough. Yeah. And then uh, it's just offensive, if you, if they had a great offensive line, they yeah. would be even better. Yeah. I mean, cause then Joe Burrow wouldn't be taking hits every game. But, yeah. No, exactly. Um, I've been Im- incredibly impressed by the Bengals. Yeah. I so don't I think, think anybody saw this was going to come yeah. from them. No, no, no. no. Nobody. Yeah. Not Nobody at all. did.
1: So, extremely impressive, uh, week for the Bengals. Yeah. Um, oh, quickly, did you know it was National Tight End Day on Sunday? This last Sunday? Yeah, National Tight End Day. Really? Yeah. I don't know how new that is. I mean, p- part of me feels like it's got to be pretty new, but... They deserve some yeah. recognition. So so I did want to give a shout-out to a tight end on the Bengals, and that is CJ Uzoma. Or Eagle. Yeah. Three receptions, 91 yards, and two touchdowns.
0: Yeah. No, he's been yeah. big for them. Uh, tight ends, very, very underrated players. Uh... You know we've had, we've been we've seen some good ones come through the yeah. NFL. Gronk's still going. Yeah, you know.
1: Derek Waller. Oh my. Darren Waller. Oh, I can't believe I just said Derek Waller. <laughs> Missing up
0: your room. Excuse, me. Name. Excuse my me. Oh my god.
1: That's terrible. Wow. That's terrible. Are you even a Raiders fan? I know. I know. I might as just well retire right now. You want to
0: carry on? With you the probably think, by yourself? you probably think they're still in Oakland, don't you? <laughs> you probably think they're still in Oakland.
1: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, so, so yeah, Sunday was, uh, was, was National Tight Ends Day, so, so that was pretty special. Anyways, I do want to talk about um, one of the biggest stories um, so far, and that is that Tom Brady threw for his 600th touchdown this, this was... weekend to Mike Evans, who actually caught three touchdowns on Sunday. Big
0: day for Mike Evans, too, yeah. Yeah,
1: um, and by the way, he gave the ball away to a fan.
0: Yeah, he did. I mean, they got it back. Yeah. So this ball, uh, I think they said it was valued around six hundred thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. And he just gave it to a fan, Mike Evans, having no idea what that touchdown ball was. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't expect him to be keeping track. No. Um. But then, then the, you see the Bucks send over, a dude. Yeah. To try and win it back. Uh, you know, they talked about it on that uh the Manning broadcast yeah. last night. You know, did saying, you see what that
1: guy got in exchange?
0: He got good stuff. Oh, Cons- yeah. Well, considering that, like, if you're gonna get anything, at least he got something. Oh yeah, you know yeah I mean, yeah, like, no. he got some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, they could have just said, "Give us the ball back." Mm-hmm. I mean, he could have said no.
1: Yeah, Use he could have. It, and he could have
0: sold it for six hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. But um, he gave it back because he's a nice person. Yeah. Um, and he ended up with uh, what two signed Brady jerseys and a signed helmet. Yep. Uh, all by Tom Brady. Yep. Uh Mike Evans jersey that signed and some game cleats. Uh he got $1000 in credit to the team store, <laughs> which is by far just the most <laughs> like <laughs> come on. Yeah. $1000 um, a fraction of what the ball costs. That's one to be honest. 600th. Um and then two season tickets for the remainder of the 2021-2022 season. Uh so, like, that's two tickets per home game. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, honestly, which, that's pretty sweet.
0: Well, it depends on where the seats are. Um, yeah, yeah as, that's
1: true. If they're,
0: like, if he gets a 50-yard line, game, huh? like, 12 rows up, then, like, that's, pretty that's a probably pretty good deal. But yeah. if they put him in the nosebleeds, then come on, yeah, Tampa, do yeah. better. But that was an amazing story. He also got a Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: You see that? Brady yeah. said he gave him one of his Bitcoins. So he did get some money. He yeah. got about 6 what about 60,000? 60,
1: 63,000 I think something like that.
0: Something like that. So I mean he got some that's a lot more than he got Yeah. Than he came in with. Totally. I mean he came in with nothing. He could have yeah. had 600,000, but he ended up walking away with 60,000 uh dollars plus 1,000 in yeah. money that can only be spent at the team store. Exactly. And then um probably
1: on site too, not online cuz probably you know, they always make it tough.
0: And then what? $1,000. That's good for like a jersey nowadays, right? Yeah, one
1: one official jersey. Well, that's well, about if out. you're if you're looking for the on field jersey, it's about like three hundred and forty bucks, like the yeah. on field one. A thousand
0: dollars in NBA, and NFL merch is, it's 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 not as much as it sounds yeah. like. <laughs> it's not as much yeah. as it sounds like. Also, this dude's literally wardrobe is gonna be completely mm. Tampa stuff. Yeah, because of this, like that's all he's gonna have because he's gonna have a thousand dollars. to use at the team store. Um. Yeah, uh, that was interesting, yeah. obviously, uh, Tom Brady passing that big benchmark of 600 touchdowns. Yeah. That's insane. It is.
1: Oh, it is. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Sarah alum. shout out to Sarah High School. I had to do that. Sorry. There you go. Wait, did he go to... Yeah, he went to our high school. Yeah. Tom Brady... Went to... I, I went to Tom Brady's high school. Excuse me. You went to... I had... Whoa, whoa, whoa. I had no idea this was true. Yeah. So is this, like, a big deal? Like, does, it is. Does your high school, like, uh, market this
0: at all? Like...
1: Uh, they, I don't know if they market it, but but yeah, I mean he's been back to do speeches for for um, you know financial aid, you know funded dream speeches. Um, you know, I legitimately for, had for no the Super idea Bowl. this was people is, do that. Yeah, yeah, no idea this. Is, yeah, so there are a lot went, of Tom
0: Brady fans at your high school. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah just because yeah, of that. Yeah, just because of that. I mean he went there. Barry Bonds went there. Um, wow. Oh my God, I'm blanking on his name. Oh my God, Lynn Swan went there. Yeah. So. Tom Brady, I mean,
0: yeah. good. Uh, so do you ever, like, uh, you ever, like, walking down a hallway and then, like, just, like, Tom Brady walks right past you or something? No, someone, so I
1: I, I I, wish Tom Brady came <laughs> back for, for, like, out of those four years I was there. But, you know, as much as I wanted he to say for a fifth year, it was probably not smart. Oh, he never came. Well, well I mean, he, he might have come back. We sure didn't see him. Oh, with yeah. COVID and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. But but yeah. So so no. They I mean they they definitely celebrate him the most. He's there.
0: a. He, I can't imagine. I mean he's got to be just the biggest deal. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. Man, it's, I had no crazy. idea I went to Sonburg's yeah, high school. I, I, I told you. Yeah. Nope, I no no clue. I'm, I guess you guys are learning things just as uh, as Jack just is too. So. Jeez, that's crazy.
0: Yeah. You went to, you went to high school with. Yeah. The, I uh, didn't go to high school with them, but I went to the same I high school. I wish I went Brady. to high school with them. <laughs> um, <laughs> that would be crazier. But um, anyway, another yeah. game. Uh, well, I'm trying to think about how to phrase it. Um, the Bears. Oh yeah,
1: that's right. I was going to talk about that too. Yeah, yeah.
0: They can't get it right. Um, Justin Fields, man. Oh God. They ruined a perfectly good quarterback again. Yeah. Which makes me believe that Mitchell Trubisky, that, all this makes me believe Mitch Trubisky is the best NFL quarterback in history, considering that he got them to the playoffs with that yeah. offense,
1: no, and I those know.
0: weapons. He's the best quarterback in the history of the NFL. Yeah, um, to say, like it just is. <laughs> I I don't know what you want. Aaron Rodgers couldn't do that. You put him on that team. No, they're they're top five picks. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky got into to the playoffs. Yeah, So, I don't know what else you want from him.
1: Yeah, I um, mean, yeah. Just just right now, the Bears are in a terrible spot. Yeah, Justin Fields needs to work on his ball security. Um, oh. Five turnovers, three picks, two fumbles. He fumbled it three times, but they actually recovered one of them. So, yeah. lucky him. But. It
0: was uh, it was a rough day for Justin Fields. Uh, he's not used to days like this at Ohio State. He yeah. was an insanely good quarterback. Uh, then you know, the Bears fans come around, they yeah. pressure Matt Nagy to start the rookie over uh, the redhead phenom Andy Dalton yeah. and then uh, what ends up happening is uh, well you ruin another good quarterback yeah. with a future um, you know it's the Bears are I mean the the Bears are if you get drafted by the Bears and you're a quarterback go ahead and retire <laughs> Or just don't sign. I mean, people have done that before, right? I mean, they yeah. just don't sign, and they enter some sort of free agency. I think that's what... If you're a quarterback that ever gets drafted by the Bears, well, Matt Nagy is present. Yeah. Do not sign that dotted line. Yeah. Because it will ruin your life. Um, It will. So, you know, Justin Fields, everybody thought that coming in, he was the answer. Yeah. No, no,
1: totally.
0: Uh, But all he's done is really point out the problem that the Bears Mm -hmm. have, I think. Yeah. You know? No, no, exactly. People came in and were thinking, oh, it's it's the talent that's the issue. Mm -hmm. If they get better players, then the system's going to work. Yeah. Well, they got better players. Yeah. I mean, not that many. They got a better player. They got Justin Fields. Yeah. Um, And turns out that it's probably the system.
1: Yeah.
0: Who would have ever thought that Matt Nagy could not run a good football program? I mean, when I realized this, I was astonished that Matt Nagy's the problem. Yeah. After all these years, um, it's amazing. So, you know, that was a revelation, I think, to all of us. Yeah. Um, that, in fact, Matt Nagy is the problem. And that it's, it's not, it, it is not Justin Fields or Mitchell Trubisky's fault. In fact, we owe them all apologies. And I think Andy Dalton includes a small one. Yeah. yeah. Maybe a small one. He got. Yeah. He didn't and have. He has more time.
1: respect on his name too. Nick
0: Foles too. Yeah. We can apologize, Nick Foles. I yeah. think. Super Bowl champion Nick Foles. Mm-hmm.
1: Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles with the
0: Eagles. Nick yeah. Foles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, um, that's that's just about it for for our NFL segment um, today. And well, I think
0: uh, we actually had one more. It's just oh. some speculative talk. Oh. Uh, yeah. Some Deshaun Watson uh, rumors. Uh, He's been stuck in some real limbo, yeah. um, and nobody really knows what's going to happen to him. He's stuck on the Houston Texans, still waiting, awaiting uh, to be moved or for his contract to one day run out of years, and he can move on and go to a different team. Yeah. Uh, so, teams that uh, you know you can kind of speculate about right now: Panthers, Dolphins. Steelers, they obviously don't have yeah. problems with guys with the history, um, you know. They, they, they'll welcome him with open arms, yep. uh, especially now that Ben Roethlisberger is the worst quarterback in NFL history. So, I th- and you know, I feel like Deshaun Watts, it, he would fit in considering Juju Smith-Schuster and Chase Claypool. <laughs> you can't convince me that his personality would not fit the Steelers. His personality would fit. I don't know about that. Oh style yeah, of play, it would. Though. With Ben Roethlisberger having been there for all those years,
1: yeah,
0: oh, he'd fit right in. Um, but yeah, so right I, in that culture. And then Panthers and Dolphins—they just need quarterbacks. I yeah, mean, Tua's his interception Sunday, like oh, that was God. awful. Yeah, yeah,
1: it was terrible. Um, Only I mean, to be outdone by
0: Carson Wentz, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: but but yeah. Anyways, Deshaun Watson—it seems like the Panthers and the Dolphins have him on their radar. Um, I haven't heard much yet, but they said that a deal could be done later this week, so we'll see. I mean, honestly, the last time I heard that a deal could be done with Sean Watson felt like a month or two ago. So Oh, that was, <laughs> I feel like that was like, like a year ago. We don't even know when that's going to happen, but, but yeah, so, so we'll see. Um, people have been talking about this trade forever. I yeah. mean, he
0: wanted out and then those allegations came up and yeah. then people, you know, forgot that he existed as a person and now right. he's trying to make a comeback in the NFL. Yeah.
1: I mean, he's insanely talented. He is. No, no, he is. I mean, if if he gets onto a team, he'll be one of the most I'm, elite quarterbacks in the league. Imagine him, but.
0: and if both can stay healthy, him and Christian McCaffrey would be just yeah. deadly. Yeah. I mean, that would be unbelievable. And then the Dolphins, I mean, just another sad franchise. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way to describe mm-hmm. it. I mean, sad franchise. Two is probably not going to work out by this point. Uh, I mean, it's two years in, so I'll give him more time. That's probably yeah. unfair of me to say. But... Yeah. We'll mean, see, we'll, he's yeah. not proven to be moving in a good direction so yeah. far,
1: so... Yeah. We'll see what happens with that. Um, but anyways, moving on now, Jack's got some college football stuff to talk about, so...
0: Yeah. Um, a few years ago, there was a game, Texas a and LSU. This game went to, I believe, seven overtimes. It was insane. It was maybe one of the most entertaining college football games I've ever watched in my life. It was awesome. I loved every second of it. Uh... And it lasted till the wee hours of the morning because it was a night game. Um, there was another game this weekend. This one went nine overtimes. Um, this was Penn State, Illinois. Unlike the last one, uh, that was one of the most entertaining games i ever watched. Final score was insanely high. LSU Tech saying, I'm going at it. Night game. It was so much fun. So much fun. Uh, this game was boring. Um, for a nine-overtime game, it was insanely boring. Um, the final score was 20-18. to 18. The only thing that was interesting was Penn State's a top-10 team. So it was kind of like, oh, is the top-10 team about to lose? Yeah. Um, and, like, you couldn't not watch it because you were like, how long is this going to go? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But in terms of the gameplay, the bad. reason Texas A&M LSU was so good because both teams were playing so well, it was like, yeah. oh, my gosh, like, this is never going to end. Both sure. are executed sure. perfectly.
1: This is the r- This
0: was both teams <laughs> Are playing so bad, mm. I don't know if one of these teams deserves to win. Sure, I think both teams
1: should lose. How long are the overtimes?
0: Uh, so what happens is because that overtime went yeah. so long, I think after four overtimes now they switch to where you're on the three yard line and you go for two
1: every time. Oh no wonder I saw so many twos. I'm like, and how does so, this work?
0: And so you <laughs> get you get yeah, and so you get one play to score. Two points, and then, like, that keeps you going, and then it, fl- you know, then the other team gets the ball on the oh three. God. And then they have a chance to score. There were so many drop, like, wide open end zone passes really? in this, in the overtimes. So many plays where you're like, that should have been a tough, like, you should have ran that in. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It was just so hard to watch. It was painful. Mm-hmm. It was really painful. It hurt my body. It was tough to watch. It was bad football, but you couldn't look away because you were like, it's never going to end. Sure. But, like, it's gone so far, I need to know I what's going to gonna just happen. I just need to stick it out. Yeah. But neither of those teams deserved to win. It yeah. was, you were watching it, just going, just make it stop. Sure. Please, please, just end this game. Yeah. End it. Because I can't look away until you do. <laughs> um, and then another good game uh, was Oklahoma, Kansas. A game nobody thought would be, uh, oh wow, a game nobody thought would be good. Sorry, you just pulled up the World Series score. Yeah. Um, We'll talk about that later. Um, A game nobody thought would be good, Oklahoma-Kansas. Kansas Kansas was hanging in there for so long. Um, And the funniest thing that I saw over the weekend was Kansas football sent out a message. I think they tweeted it or something. And it was like, hey, uh, by the way, if you're in the Kansas area, you're allowed to come to the game without a ticket now, starting now, because it's so okay. close. And so few people were there. They were like, listen, if you just want to come in, like, I, like, just do it. Yeah. Like, you might as well. Sure. Which was hilarious um, because they were going to – it looked for a minute like they were going to beat Oklahoma. It was a okay. top-four f- yeah. team. And, like, nobody was there to witness it. Yeah. And so you're like, they're going to win, and there's going to be nobody to storm the field. yeah, yeah. There's nobody there. Yeah, like it's it's barren and like no no Oklahoma fans travel because it's Kansas. Kansas is terrible. Sure. And Kansas somehow like stuck it out. The play that made this game though was like on this fourth and two. Oklahoma handed the ball off to like try to uh, try and keep a drive going to try and take the lead back I think. Uh, And the running back got stopped behind the line and instead. while he was getting pushed back by the defender, he won mm-hmm. on the ground. And the quarterback, Caleb Williams, came up, took the ball out of his hands, and ran for the first down. Oh. Like, while he was getting tackled. Like, he just took it from him. Talk about assertiveness. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, yeah. I mean, it worked out. They got the first down. That That's what made him win the game. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that Oklahoma, shame on you for being that close to Kansas. But, uh yeah, that, that was that was a great game. Yeah, uh, great eleven o'clock game. Um, another good game, uh, or this isn't a good game, but it's just something you have to mention. Pitt gave Clemson their third loss on the season. Clemson was not anymore. They might still be, but they're not this year. They were a juggernaut in the college football world, and now they're four and three. Um, they were handed their third loss of the season on Saturday to uh, Pitt, which is sad. they lost by double digits to an unranked team, or no, they were ranked. Yeah, yeah seventeen. They were, yeah. they were twenty-three, I think, on Saturday. Now they're seventeen. Yeah. Um,
1: but it's still, still way, Pitt. Right? Yeah.
0: That's sad. Um, it's Clemson. Come on. What what's going on? Like I haven't seen them in the Clemson games now mm-hmm. because now they're bad, and so they're not getting good TV spots they're on the ACC network which I think is owned by only, like, a few Boston College fans. Sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so I've seen nothing about Clint. I mean, I think D.J. Uyungulay probably still sucks. But, um, yeah, they, they've, they've just been bad this season. And they were, they were like, oh, they still have one of the top defenses. And then Pitt scored 27 on them. So yeah. I don't think so. Um, another game, um... You got uh, Iowa State beating number 8 Oklahoma State. Uh, I'm going to be honest, there were two horrendous calls in this game. One going each way. One was the taunting penalty on a touchdown. Come on, guys. This is in the NFL. They can have fun. Uh, these these are college kids. They're allowed to celebrate when nobody's within 15 yards of them or on a wide-open touchdown. Yeah. Um, and they weren't even celebrating... The dude literally like turned his head and then did a little bit of a like skip jump on his way into the end zone. The dude did nothing. Yeah, he did nothing. Ah, I'm it, not a big fan of that rule. And it called the whole touchdown back. Yeah, yeah, that's oh, the rule. Not, oh. His excessive his excessive celebration disqualifies the score altogether. Oh. And so, um,
1: I thought it was just your, like like they, I they thought so too. The and then the
0: outrage was unbelievable. I was like, why are people so mad about this? It's because the touchdown did not count which was horrendous. Now, on the other side, uh, at the end of the game, Oklahoma State had the ball back. They were driving. There was under two minutes left, a little more than a minute, though. And there was a fourth and, like, one or two. And they threw a screen pass out wide. I swear this dude got the first down. I yeah. swear. He he got the first down. Da- like, I don't see how he didn't. Really? I mean, it, it's obviously close, and the ruling on the field was he was short by this much. Maybe like that was the ruling on the field when they brought the chains. Oh, okay. It was it was short by like this much. And uh, they they called that the game basically. I mean, I was stake out the ball back took some knees, but
1: that I th- I think he got the first down. They yeah. probably should have played it on, but I mean, honestly, I I know this doesn't have anything specifically to do with college football, but just with football in general. I'm I'm surprised that there isn't a technology where they actually track where the nose of the ball is at all times. Yeah. Just, just, I mean, obviously, you know, part of the fun of watching football and getting into it is the, you know, I I mean, I don't know if this is fun, but human error, right? The human aspect plays into it. And, and, you know, we, we see this in all sports. Baseball with the strike zone, soccer with flopping and penalties, right? But part of me feels like, you know, this is one where it's straight up. You're, you know you either got it or you didn't. The all I think yeah. all other sports can kind of be um, subjective depending on how you see it. But, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of surprised that there hasn't been a technology that, right. you know.
0: Like in the NBA, There's I don't I don't want a technology saying who the ball went out on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know no, what I mean? No. But that's kind of different in, like, did you get the touchdown? Because, I mean, yeah, if, if I'm
1: crossing right here and the nose of the ball actually crossed just by a hair – but they still called it as as you know having the ball behind the line, I mean you know I mean yeah. obviously i I'm sure we're not the first people to think about this <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm sure people have thought about this before, but I just thought i'd uh I don't know it. i think I
0: think that'd be interesting to look into I mean, yeah. I don't know how you would necessarily do it, but yeah. I mean that'd be that'd obviously make it a lot more cut and dry replays would be faster, so that'd oh be nice my God, but yeah. Uh yeah, two other games I'll just mention briefly. Yeah. Alabama, Tennessee. I was impressed Tennessee hung around for three quarters. I was. I thought Bam was gonna come out the gate, score three touchdowns, it'd be twenty one nothing at the end of the first quarter and everyone flipped the game to another channel. You know? Flip the T V. Um but they they hung around till the third quarter, then Alabama poured it on and ended up winning by multiple scores. Mm-hmm. Um You know, but uh, shout-out to Tennessee. They didn't get demolished. Um, I'm a big fan of Hooker for them, too. I think he's the best quarterback they've had really probably since Dobbs. Um,
1: Wow, Joshua Dobbs, Now.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, And then LSU Ole Miss, another one. Uh, Watched that with a couple buddies of mine. Uh, Yeah, Ole Miss. Team that goes forward on fourth down, you know. I feel like they're gonna be due for one eventually. I don't see them being a one loss team all the way through the season, but man, LSU kinda sucks, so Yeah. What are you gonna do about it? Uh you know. Also Eli Manning getting his uh jersey retired. Yeah. This this uh this last Saturday at Ole miss in Oxford. So shout out to Eli Manning. Um Eli
1: was it Eli? Oh Yeah, 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 it, yeah. it was Eli. Oh, um that.
0: Yeah, shout-out to Eli Manning. Um, anyway, that's what I got for college football yeah. this week. Pretty slow week overall. Yep. They won not like any monster games or anything or anything mega controversial. Uh, just a few things I saw and observed. Uh, it was a pretty fun week in college football, though. Um, right now, though, the World Series is going on. Yeah. As we speak, game one between yep. the Houston Astros and the Atlanta Braves score yep. right now. Uh, Braves
1: up 5 nothing. When did they score their runs, by the way? So they scored two runs in the first, one in the second, and then two in the third. But the game's delayed. Oh. I just saw that it said it was delayed. So. Really? I feel like game delays usually mean the other team comes back. <laughs> oh, okay. That's weird. It just said delayed, and now they are one out into the bottom of the third. Okay. All right, good. I guess it's back.
0: Okay, good news is the Never Braves have
1: scored in each of
0: their in, in every inning yeah. so far. So, if they keep doing that, uh they'll probably win. So,
1: yeah. good for them. I, I would man. love for the Braves yeah. to break
0: that Atlanta curse cuz it is a real thing. Yes. Uh, you know, someone did something wrong. Yeah. You know, made Atlanta deserve that.
1: Man. Where they
0: they've just they Atlanta sports has been pummeled for the last yeah. decade. They've been the punching bag of the sports world. I mean, the Hawks last last year and the and the yeah. playoffs,
1: the Falcons, and their twenty-eight well, to three I'll lead. Put it, I'll
0: put it this way: these two sports cities have had it rough yeah. for two different reasons. Houston's to blame for Houston's problems. They've had their problems. Yeah, they had James Harden wanting out. Then they've had the Deshaun Watson issues that we talked about earlier yeah. that we touched on, and then the Houston Astros cheating. Yep. So they've brought this upon themselves. That everyone hates their guts. But then the issue with Atlanta is more that they're kind of the sad kid, you know, that nothing goes right for. They're Charlie Brown get it, getting the ball pulled up by uh, Lucy every time he goes to kick. You know, they're that city in the sports world. That's what they do, is they fall, and after they try and kick the they get close to the ball, but they never kick it, and they always land flat on their back, yeah. so... Uh, hopefully, for their sake and for their sanity, yeah. they're able to get one done because otherwise, um, some people are probably going to snap eventually. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: I I wouldn't be surprised to see if Atlanta becomes a ghost town after what their their third professional team fails and you know.
0: I mean, last year they had a three one lead in baseball. Yeah. Didn't get it done. Lost the series. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta against the New England Patriots blew a massive lead. Yeah. Uh, Georgia football, yeah, had their issues. Been close to a championship a few times. Made the playoffs. Won SEC championships. Never won the Natty. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: they've had it tough. Um, they've had it real tough. Um, you know, you hate to see it for them, but that's how it is. Hopefully, they get this window. Yeah. Um, you know, that'd be fun for them. Also, not many. Nobody likes the Astros. Yeah. To be honest. Nobody, nope. nobody likes Houston. Yeah. So that'd be massive if Atlanta can hold on and win Game One here.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, oh. I would love for them to go up three-one, just <laughs> to see the panic they all have. That would just be hilarious. That would just be hysterical. I'd love for them to be up three-one. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, that's that's what we got. I think for the World Series yep. right now, just a yeah. little update. That's um, it. Moving on from that, uh, we're gonna go back to a segment we've done I think twice now or yep. so. Uh, it's called So You Think You Think You Know About Soccer. I think I do, but also I'd, I'm i not positive. I'm about to find out. We'll see how much I know about the world of soccer Yeah. Uh, real quick. Ian, what's been going on over there?
1: So basically today I'm just going to talk about one team, and that's one team only. Some of you guys might be saying, Ian, you are very biased because you're talking about your favorite team, Manchester United, but I will come back and say... Look, this is the biggest story in soccer right now, all over the world. So, we're going to talk about Manchester United manager Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and how he's on the hot seat right now after taking a five to zero loss to Liverpool this weekend. Is
0: it because his name's hard to say also <laughs> that I can't help?
1: Yeah, no, that no. can't help. You know, it definitely took time for me to perfect that, but yeah. Can you say it again? Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Where's he from? He, he he's actually Norwegian. Yeah. He's a club legend for Man U, but right now he's on the Wait. hot seat. Um What's is what's the first name and then what's the last? I'm sorry. This is
0: Ollie? I, I don't Ollie. Yeah.
1: It's O L E so kind of like Oli.
0: Ollie Ollie. Okay, so Oli's is a normal name. Yeah. I think. I I mean that's not I if someone were like my name's Ollie, I'd be like that's pretty cool. And then his last name is well, it's Ollie Gunner Scholshire. Ollie Gunner Scholshire. Yeah. Okay. There you go. That's yeah. not, it just when you say it together, yeah, it's like
1: bum 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 bum, bum. It sounds like you made up a word. Yeah. So,
0: um. Anyway, I'll yeah. let you keep going. No, 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 I just got good. caught up on the. Name. Yeah, yeah,
1: no, that's fine. But um, yeah, Ali Gunnar Solskjaer, he he's on the hot seat right now at Manchester United. Um, they took a five to zero loss to Liverpool this weekend. Um, they played po- super poorly. Um, and and this has been a conversation over the last year or two, for sure, um, on, on whether or not they want to keep Shulshire as the team's manager. Um, but personally, I think he needs to go. Um, he is not a demanding enough coach. He um, It's not that he distances himself from the players during games, but he's not one of those coaches that during the games is on the touchline, gesticulating, yelling at his players, saying, move here you know, stay tight in these areas. You, you, you don't see that. You just see him sitting back like this and just coaching, you know, like, like this and kind of, you know, waving his arms. And, you know, I, I think what a lot of Manchester United fans want, including myself, is a coach that demands more from his players. Um, so they've been talking about replacements um, like Antonio Conte, who is a Italian manager, um, who has coached multiple teams in the past. But Manchester United came out with a statement today saying that they are deciding to stick with Solskjaer for mm. the uh, foreseeable future. Um, I don't know what that means. Maybe if they play Tottenham this weekend and they lose poorly, then that's, you know, hit the road to, to Solskjaer or not. But we'll see what happens. But but serious changes need to be made. Um, and again, it's I wouldn't say that this has anything to do with players because... We have some of the best players in the world. You have Ronaldo, you have uh, Marcus Rashford, Bruno Fernandez, Mason Greenwood, Paul Pogba, David De Gea, you know, world stars. And so I think it, it's something that actually starts in training and training during the week. And I I just feel like Cholshire needs to be much more demanding of his players to get the most out of him. So.
0: Yeah, uh, he's gone. Yeah. Um, I don't he know should much be. About, I don't know I don't, why he no, is I don't but, know much about this guy, but he's basically, he's a dead man walking. Yeah. Uh, if there are names that have been thrown about seriously yeah. in an organization, it's over. Yeah. Especially if it's gotten specific. Like, this guy is for sure, mm-hmm. like, the guy, if they go with someone, yeah. that this dude, next time yeah. next time he gives them an excuse to fire him, he's fired. Yeah, but, but also,
1: yeah, but I mean, you know, j- just to put this in perspective, I mean, I don't want to speak for everyone here, but I think we've all had that substitute teacher in school that, you know, is kind of laid back. You walk into the classroom, you know it's a substitute teacher, and you kind of take it, you know, take a little bit of an. That's advantage. That's how you feel like
0: this dude. It like yeah. players, players kind of are able, feel like they're able to slack off.
1: Yeah, be, uh, and, and that's because he's because not a because he lets them coach. play hangman
0: all class. Well, yeah,
1: well, he he's not a demanding coach, so he he was brought in as the interim back in 2018, in December of 2018, and Manchester United said at the end of the season we will look for a legitimate head coach. Um, obviously come the end of the season they stuck with him gave him a contract and he remained our coach all was fine and well there everyone was fine with him being the coach but he's not a long-term coach he's an interim and when Manu stuck with him and you know because he came in only as an interim I think players kind of not not knowingly abused it but he, he kind of allowed for players to not you know take him seriously just because he's not a hands-on coach again he's very reserved he's laid back you know another like word
0: that. for a non-hands-on coach is a player's coach exactly the one that all That's the, the, the roster probably, probably loves this yep. guy i guarantee it every single one of those dudes would i don't know if they're, they're the guy that would be like if you ask the players do you think you need a new manager they'd be like oh no 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 well, I'm happy well now him. they do but well, now they do that they're losing. But when it didn't affect the record, then like they they're, they want to do it. Yeah, i them do whatever. You know, they yeah. want these are grown men that feel like they don't need another grown man telling them what
1: to do every second of the yeah. day. Yeah, you know. So so yeah, that I mean that that's been a huge story. Um, obviously, again, I I really like the guy himself. I like Shrewsbury. I think he's a good person. But right now, he's had too many chances with with Manchester United and it you know you you just need to make that firm decision and say get out of of being the manager and you have to make that firm decision because this is going on for too long and for a club that should be winning trophies every single year um it's just not good enough but um yeah yeah no, moving on now I 100% or,
0: agree with that. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um moving on now. Again, I'm sticking with Manchester United. Um, a lot of people have asked me over the last few days And, you know, obviously, people have asked other folks online um, this question, but is Cristiano Ronaldo a hindrance to Manchester United? Bringing in probably the best player in the world, could that be a hindrance for the team? And in my opinion, it is. What? Yes. That's never...
0: I don't see how that's possible.
1: So, So, hear me out. The thing with bringing in Ronaldo is that it's like bringing in a LeBron James, right? Yes. You you bring him in, you have to play him. You're not going to leave him out of the squad. But he makes everybody better. He wins you games. Yeah, he wins you games. But the thing is, him, him coming to Manchester United has had an indirect effect on other players and their development and their inclusion in the squad. Because the problem with Ronaldo is that not only do you have to play him, but he's made it clear he doesn't want to play any other position than being a 9. And he also doesn't want the formation the formation to change either. So it means you pretty much have to... Um, you basically have to structure your formation and lineup to him. And he's always going to be a constant in that lineup. Obviously, he's great. He's won us so many games this season already. I'm not trying to say that um, I don't want him on the team. But when you bring in a player of his quality you know, no matter what, you have to start this guy. And, you know, for example, you know, I, I said this affected players. For example, it's affected Paul Pogba. Um, Paul Pogba is an attacking-minded midfielder who has been stuck playing this this um, role as a number six, which, which is a defensive-minded position. So this attacking-minded player who's super creative, super skillful, um, great in the passing game, has a great shot, is playing on the more defensive side of things. And the problem with this is that, first of all, you're not getting his uh, creativity up near the goal. And will you ever? Maybe, maybe not. Depends. If you want to have Paul Pogba further up the field, you'd have to change the formation. Also, you would probably have to change who's up in the front. Not saying that Ronaldo would have to leave, but, you know, you would have to change your formation to, instead of having a 4-2-3-1, probably have a 4 a, 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 sorry, a four one four one something like that where you just have one holding six. Um, but then the problem is that if you want to just have one defensive player, who does man you have? Manchester United don't have solid enough defensive midfielders where you can comfortably say, hey, leave Scott McTominay there to defend for himself. Leave Fred there to defend for himself. You need Paul Pogba's physicality in the back and so that's why he's there. And so, and and, and basically, yeah, ju- just since we're not defensively sound enough to put a guy like Paul Pogba up there, you're forced to keep Paul Pogba in a defensive spot, playing alongside either Scott McTominay or Fred. So. Yeah,
0: Ronaldo's going to get his. He's going to get his touches. Yeah. You know, he's going to take touches from other dudes. I mean, this is how it works yep. with any sport. Yeah. if you bring a superstar in he's gonna get his minutes yep and he's gonna get his touches yeah or else he's gonna be unhappy and if he's unhappy nobody's happy exactly and and, and so and that's the
1: hindrance right
0: yeah and so I can see how that'd be a hindrance if uh you know
1: he's taking touches
0: from dudes that need to develop yeah you know that that that's definitely true
1: and and also it's like I feel that Manchester United are forcing the ball way too much toward him alone and that Players that used to be creative and still can be, aren't getting those opportunities now. Like Bruno Fernandez and and Marcus Rashford, they're super creative players, but now everything revolves around Ronaldo. They right. play, they right. play with Ronaldo. Ronaldo doesn't play with them now, right? And so, no, you know, now you don't see the same runs um, from Marcus Rashford. You don't see the same runs from Bruno Fernandez, where he's kind of on a free-roam basis moving left and right up and down the field. Right. He's staying super tight and close with Ronaldo, and, that I, and, and I think that's affecting how we play as a team. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: There's my spiel. Some good good soccer notes this week. I think yeah. I learned something. I hope yeah. you did, too. Now I think I know more about soccer, so yeah, that's good news. Um Moving on, I guess, I'll make this pretty quick. Uh, the NBA season started. Just wanted to go over some first impressions. Uh, the Bulls are 4-0. Uh, There's a little shocking to me because their team's pretty new. Uh, normally in the NBA, you see it take a few games before a team really starts to kind of find their chemistry. Uh, this team's found it pretty immediately, uh, which is shocking. I mean, Lonzo Ball's such a good playmaker. Alex Caruso's 1-2. Uh, two of the guys you added are really good. I mean, DeMar DeRozan's just insanely skilled. Yeah. He's become a lot better passer the last few years, especially last year in San Antonio. Um, yeah, this Bulls team is a force to be reckoned with, especially offensively. Yeah. Um, I feel like they're in really, really good. Uh, going to be a playoff team for sure. Um, right behind them in the east, though, is the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, they've been insanely fun. LaMelo Balls had a great year thus far. Uh Bridges has been even better, uh, Miles. Miles Bridges has been yeah. awesome. He's been great for me on fantasy, uh, to be honest. Oh uh, yeah, Miles Bridges has been fantastic this NBA season. Uh, love him as a player for sure. And that, I mean that that Hornets team is one of those that's got some young guys. People think they're a younger team, but I mean they've got some old dudes too. I sure. mean Terry Rozier has been around a yeah. minute now. Gordon Hayward, all those, you know. Yep. Uh, Kelly. Uh, Ubre, he's been That's around. Right, yeah. Now the issue I think they're going to run into is uh, the last shot issue. I think in close games they're going to start to struggle a bit, um, simply because I don't know if Lamelo's built for it. Yeah. Uh, on a consistent basis, I think he's going to have game. I think he's going to have games where he's able to make a final shot, but sure. I don't know if he's the guy that you're like, oh, he's like, if you have the ball and it's a tie ball game with five seconds left and he's got the ball in his hands, I don't know you're not going to have that want, confidence yeah. of like, we're about to win this game. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, no, I get that. So uh, that's the issue I think they might run into. I think for the other really 46 minutes of play, r- 43 minutes of play, mm-hmm. last five minutes are cl- uh, closing minutes, uh, I think I think they're a fantastic team. Uh, they should be insanely fun mm-hmm. uh this season. Yeah. Um on the other side of things, uh Golden State Warriors off to a fast start. Your Golden yeah. State Warriors super uh, happy right now. Undefeated in the West. Yeah. Uh Steph Curry has been playing fantastic fantastic basketball. Yeah. Uh, so you've been you've been able to catch any games so far? Your Warriors or
1: just little snippets after class. I mean, honestly, I've 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 had some work to do, so I haven't been able to watch right. too much. But yeah, but
0: I mean, you've seen the you've I'm sure seen the box scores. Oh yeah, highlights on Instagram, all that yep. stuff. Um, I'm, I'd imagine that you are a very happy camper about very. the start of this
1: NBA yes, season. Very.
0: Uh, looks like they're about to get another one because yeah. Oklahoma City Thunder are not good.
1: Well, um, OKC okay, was actually kicking our butts for, for a little bit. Yeah, there. and then y'all we, we had to come back. Yeah,
0: they're winning, and then y'all decide to start caring, and yeah. then y'all start winning. Yeah. So that's that's what happened there. Yeah. Um, y'all are about to get that one. Um, yeah. So Golden State's been dominating the West. Uh, as a Grizzlies fan, I have been. So happy, yeah. John oh, Morant's sure. leading the NBA and score and points per game right yep. now. He's yep. getting thirty-five points per game so far, averaging eight assists with that. He had forty points and ten assists against the Lakers yeah. on Sunday. Yeah, I, um, I'm
1: sure that was a tough one at the end, but
0: yeah, but it's that's one of those moral vic- that, yeah. like that's a it's not a victory, but like yeah. you're like. You're like, oh, man, I wish we could have won that, but yeah. that was still awesome. But, but you know? at
1: the same time, right, I, I think it probably not not teaches him a lesson or, or anything per se, but, you know, I mean, it, it's one of those kinds of things as a young player that you sometimes have to deal with, right? Ja's
0: a dude, his mentality deals with that well.
1: That's good. There yeah. are
0: some players where that might that that might stick with them for yeah. a minute, and, like, next time they're at the free throw line, they get some, like, oh, my gosh, I better make, you know what I mean? Like, like Giannis. Ja's <laughs> so a dude of so much bit. confidence that I'm not worried about it. That's good. He's also a dude that cares so much and has a killer mentality. I mean, just the mentality of an assassin. Sure. I mean, I'm not worried about him at all. In fact, I think we're playing Portland, who had the second-worst defense in the league last year. Uh, I think he could drop 50 this Wednesday. Oh, yeah. And that's not—I'm dead serious, too. I think he's had two days off, so his body's well-rested. He's got plenty of energy, and he's had two days to think about it. Yep. And Jaws, a dude that's not happy with the 40 and 10. He wants to make that free throw. So I think this Wednesday is going to be a monster game. Yeah, no, no, definitely exciting I think he's going to come out and try and rip some heads off, especially since it's Damian Lillard, who he's seen a few times in things like the play-in and the bubble, all that stuff. He's seen Dame a couple of times. So I wouldn't be shocked if, uh, you know, they played some games that really mattered last year in playoff positioning. So I wouldn't shock if this is a game where Jaw really cares yeah. about getting a win. Uh speaking of though, uh Damian Lillard shooting eight percent from three to start the season. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen all that. Uh yeah. that's not good for him. It's not know? game time right now. So. No, 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 no. It's it's bad. CJ McCollum <laughs> stepped up though. Yeah. He's he's gotten about twenty I think twenty four points per game is what I yeah. saw he was averaging so far. But Damian Lillard, him and James Harden both have had it so tough. Yeah. I mean, James Harden started the season pretty terribly. I think he's shooting like 10% or 12% or something stupid. Oh, God. They got killed by the Clippers. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Damian Lillard, I mean, he's... Yeah, that's not good. He is not uh, playing not well, really not so... <laughs> that makes me confident about my Grizzlies on Wednesday yeah. night. Uh. But Harden and Damian Lillard's struggles have been real, man. Yep. I, they'll turn it around eventually, because this happens in the NBA every season. Oh, yeah. The season starts until about 12 games in... The seat, the standings are whack.
1: And like man, there's always one or even, two
0: teams though. that mm-hmm. start so hot and then they just fall off a cliff. Yeah. So um that's gonna happen again, it happens every year. It just depends on who actually is fraudulent and who is actually good. Yeah. Same with teams that have losing records right yeah. now. I mean, this yeah. happens every year where a team starts 0 and three and you're like, yeah. is this the year that blah 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 falls yeah. off like the
1: like, like no, this is not the yeah. season. They're still good, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, 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 this isn't the time to panic yet. You've still got some time. Obviously, you got to turn it around soon. Um, but, you know, I, I you, know, you you gotta, just got to take a, it with a grain of salt. It's a
0: long season. Yeah. These teams will be fine. I'm not worried yep. about them. But, yeah, so NBA season so far has been insanely, insanely fun. Uh, we had another fun show again today. Yep. I think that's going to be all. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up, Ian. Yeah.
1: So so that's going to be the end of the show tonight. Um, thank you so much again for joining us. Um, if you're new, please make sure to subscribe and also make sure to follow us at The Jack and Ian Show on Instagram. Um, if you are a regular viewer, thank you so much for sticking with us. We really appreciate your support. Um, I do want to say just quickly, um, we are looking into bringing guests on the show um, yeah. very soon. So we're in the early stages of contacting some folks. So get ready for some people to come on the show.
0: Yeah, yeah, be looking forward to that, be on the lookout, I'm sure we'll post on social media, another good reason to follow, so you know when those interviews are out. Because we don't know if those are getting released at the exact same time uh, as these. They might be a part of uh, these shows that we do, or they might be completely separate entities on their own. So uh, make sure to follow us on social media to be able to keep up with that. Uh, We should have all that content coming to you
1: uh, within uh, you know, next two weeks or so. Yeah. So be looking forward for that. Yeah, should be good. All right, guys. See you next week. Thanks.